0: Welcome, everybody, to the God, King, Father, Friend podcast. My name is Hike,
1: And I'm Jeremy. What are we talking about today, Jeremy? Today we're going to be uh, talking about this idea of Eden forfeited. And so you often will hear in Christian circles that Eden is something that was lost or paradise was something that was lost. But it's actually the idea is that Eden was forfeited. So, so the theme is you go from non-existence to existence, mm-hmm. um, chaos, chaos over to non-order, non-order to order, order to disorder. The last piece, disorder, is seen as this idea of like things are already ordered the way that God wants them to be, and somebody is intentionally inserting this uh, disorder into God's ordered world. And so um, that is a major theme behind what we detailed last time, which were the four falls. The four falls being the fall of the Nakash, the fall of Adam or Adam and Eve in the garden. Um, uh, the next one is uh, the sons of God and the daughters of men. Uh, and the, the, the last one is the sons of God that are placed over the nations at Babel. And so there's a reason for why all of those four stories come later because of these themes that are behind the scenes perpetuating those ideas. Mm-hmm. So i guess before again we get into it we yep. do
0: our usual housekeeping yeah. and house cleaning You're right so uh <laughs> yeah we want to thank everybody for watching yep. liking sharing whether it's on this platform instagram yep. uh, everywhere yeah, speaking about platforms we're everywhere all yep. the major ones at least and you can follow and subscribe anywhere right. you just have to look at uh, like the Iconic podcast pretty much right. the yeah. username
1: so the, uh, we have a truncated version on b slash yeah. Iconic mm-hmm. it's our link tree where you can find all the platforms that we're on or at least all the major platforms yeah. that we're on um, to support us, you can go to theiconiclabel.com and purchase a hat, hoodie, or gear, or some type of package deal that mm-hmm. we have. Um, if you want to financially support us, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash theiconicpodcast and make whatever financial contribution you'd like to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the highlights channel. The highlights channel, yeah. So the, pretty much the shorter version of
0: what you see here. Uh, initially, when the videos were a little bit longer, mm-hmm. kind of like getting to the 52-hour some of them, you know, right. we, we decided we'll have... Uh, maybe somewhere from eight to 10 minute long videos, right. easier to digest, easier to share. So yeah, check it out too. the iconic yep. highlights. And also you want to thank to everybody who's listening to the podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> we, it, it's been doing really good and we didn't really expect it cause we right, haven't yeah. really talked about it that much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, for all the l- people who listen, you know, mm-hmm. check out the YouTube too, cause we show our notes, which we will probably do right now right, yeah. where you can, if some of these topics are a little bit heavy and dense, So we do show the notes, if you want to follow along with it or keep for future references, you can do that in the video format. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so I think that's about all for that. I guess uh, we can go ahead and show some of the notes here. And uh, we'll start with, um, you know, if if we're speaking biblically, uh, we want to get into the the actual, the main character of the show, uh, which is uh, Yahweh, who later is known as the God of Israel and so uh, we'll start with the name there's a name theology that runs throughout uh, the old and the new testament but um, we get this idea that a, a name is going to be produced that represents this whole idea of this being that is doing all of this stuff um, he is existence itself and so as we start here Eha, Asher, Eha, that's uh, the name which god gives to moses and so ahia means i am Asher means uh, which who what that because and then the last ahia means i am and this whole phraseology is found in Exodus three hundred fourteen, so this is verse thirteen. Uh, Moses said to God, Suppose that I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me into you. They will ask me, Well, that's nice. Um what is his name? And then what shall I say unto them? And so verse fourteen. Uh, God said to Moses, I am that I am. Uh, or ehia esher ehia. That is what you are to tell the Israelites. I am has sent me into you. And so the name uh, that this Elohim gives to Moshe or Moses is Ehi. And so we say, well, what does that really mean? Uh, the ways that this can be rendered are I am who I am. I am what I am. I will be what I will be. I create whatever I create. I am is who I am. I am because I am, I will exist because I will exist, I exist because I exist, I am he who is, I am the existing one, I am that which exists. So in other words, if we go through each one of those, I will be what I will be, what is that speaking of? I am sovereign, Mm -hmm. Uh, all authority resides in, in this being. I am what I am. There is no reference point for your um, comparison. So if you want to compare me, as you get these sayings later in the Old Testament, God is saying over and over again, who will you compare me? Who is my equal that we may be alike? Um, The next one is uh, I am, uh, or I always am. So I'm the basis of Mm -hmm. existence itself. Uh, I am forever past, I am now, I am forever future. So this idea of eternality, Mm -hmm. no time applies to its existence. And so I will be what I will be, or uh, another way that you can phrase it is I will do my good pleasure. And then I am that which exists. This being is existence itself, uh, which imparts existence to his creation. And so now Exodus 3.15, which switches over to this third person saying, so verse 15, God also says to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, this is a different uh, name here. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the YHWH. This is known as the Tetragrammaton. The God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. And so... Uh, this elohim this god this spirit being that lives in the spirit world again gives his name to moses and this time it's yahweh or y-h-w-h and so uh, the four letters so you have the elohim indicates that when he identifies himself he is the i am Uh, But when we refer to him, we are to refer to him as he is. That's Mm -hmm. what the that's literally what the the term Yahweh means, right? So both of these names are related to each other and they're conveying the idea that this specific Elohim wants us to call him by this idea that he is the existing one. Basically, Mm -hmm. he's going to be the source of everything. An idea that's going to emerge from that is later going to be that he is the source of wisdom, the source of life and the source of order. Um, and so Yahweh has a, a lot of titles in the Old Testament. So you know El Shaddai, you know Lord God Almighty, Ancient of Days, the Most High, the Lord, uh, or Master, the Lord my Banner, the Lord my Shepherd, the Lord that heals me, the Lord that is there, the Lord our righteousness, the Lord who sanctifies you, and so on and so forth. And so once once you go through the titles. And, and we're kind of going to go through this quickly because there's some other data that, you know, we wanted to stick in that mm-hmm. is, is pertinent to the last podcast that kind of fills in some gaps. Um, but th- this next piece is Yahweh's nature. So his name is going to be uh, tied into his nature. And so um, if we're thinking of an infinite being, um, this being has all these different attributes. And so he's omniscient. He's all-knowing, which means he knows everything, both real and possible. Anything that can be known is known by this being. He's omnipotent, which means he's all powerful. Anything that power can influence this being can use power to influence. He's omnipresent. He's all present. Everything that is in his immediate um, presence or everything is accessible to him immediately. Mm-hmm. And so he's omnibenevolent, which means he's all good. Moral good is that which corresponds to his nature, his character. He's non corporeal. Only, only the body that he assumes is the one that, you know in, in the incarnation and becoming the theanthropist the god man to redeem mankind and so he's perfect or complete he's whole he doesn't need anything he's completely self-contained he doesn't create out of this need of loneliness he does it out of this other virtue that we'll see later which Mm -hmm. is love uh, he's imminent and transcendent. He exists within uh, the universe and he's also outside of the universe. In other words, time is finite, space, matter, energy, plasma, dark matter, dark energy. These things are finite um, entities. This being is an infinite entity. And so all things would be held together, as it says, he is before all things and by him all things consist. Mm-hmm. And so um the next piece here is he's eternal or immortal. Literally no time applies to his nature or character, and there's nothing that could destroy him. Mm-hmm. The next piece is he's immutable, he's never changing, as it says in Hebrews thirteen, eight, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, he's self-sufficient. He has no needs. Mm-hmm. This is kind of in, you know intertwined with the whole perfection thing. There is nothing that is needed from the outside to sustain this being's existence because this being is existence itself. He's ineffable. In essence, he's too great or too extreme to be expressed in, into words. And so we have this idea of anthropomorphic language. You're using human phrases and terminology to describe things that really, we you know, yeah. we're basically just describing how we think about these things, right? Um mm-hmm. And then he this this attribute, uh, holiness, and so he's removed from the realm of the ordinary, he's apart, he's set apart, he's, you get this idea of sacred is, is this idea of set apartness, there is no reference, is, is, it ties to some of his attributes, there is no frame of reference by which you can say, oh, this being is like that, right, yeah. so. Uh, And so in the biblical account, the above description applies. It gives us a glimpse of the character and nature of God is this type of God that the biblical characters have in mind. And so this type of being is responsible for this idea of creation. And the way that the ancients are thinking about this term creation are far different from how we think Mm -hmm. of of creation. So we have this idea of going from non-existence to existence. They are looking more at like um, functional ontology. Even if something is physically here, it doesn't exist unless there's a role, a purpose, a function Mm -hmm. to it. And so we get this order theme. So Yahweh is the source, as we mentioned before, of existence, life, wisdom, and order. And so when we look at the outline... And when we kind of put this in like a bulletized list, um, before it was kind of more, um, you know, e- easily read because yeah. it was, it was kind of written in conversational form, but this is just kind of like a massive bulletized, bulletized list. And so it let's go through it. So Yahweh creates the spiritual world and its inhabitants. And so, uh, the inhabitants of the spiritual world are known as the heavenly host. And, you know, the highest tier in the heavenly host is referred to as the sons of God all the heavenly hosts are disembodied spirit beings. All of those disembodied spirit beings are called gods or Elohim in the text. Uh, in Hebrew, the term gods or Elohim simply means a spirit being that lives in the spirit world. So, uh, Yahweh is an Elohim, but no other Elohim is Yahweh or even like Yahweh. So Yahweh would be an infinite being who's infinite in all of his attributes in whom the the creation is, is 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 attributed to and so yahweh is the only spirit being who is infinite in all of his attributes yahweh is the creator and sustainer of all things uh, and so by all things we need we mean everything that's in the non-physical spirit world as well as the earthly world space time matter mm-hmm. energy plasma dark matter dark energy and so yahweh alone is worthy of of worship and so uh, this this character is called the Most High God, and so you get this idea of a pantheon, and in in you know there's a lot of ideas that are circulating around. Uh, is a pantheon polytheistic, and so because you have these concepts that are competing, monotheism, mm-hmm. uh, henotheism, polytheism, and so really you get this idea that you know um, uh, you, you can you can sort of maintain some monotheistic view because. The idea is that Yahweh himself is the only infinite being, and there's only one being that's like that. He is one of a kind. He is unique, mm-hmm. which is an interesting way to put it, because when you look at Jesus, um, when compared to the sons of God, G- the term that's used of Jesus in John three sixteen is Jesus is the monogenes. He is the unique one of a kind mm-hmm. son of God, because he and, he and uh, his father share the same nature. And so as we continue here, um, where uh, we leave off. So, um, so not only is he the Most High, but beneath Yahweh is the class or the group that's known as uh, the Sons of God. And this concept is kind of bore out in in um, Egyptian uh, ideas of like Pharaoh. Pharaoh Parah means the Great House, and so you you would have the the ones that are. Uh, in in the house of Pharaoh, given the most important jobs for two reasons: one, you know, you can trust them uh, because they're family members, mm-hmm. and two, you can keep an eye on them because they're family members. That idea, and so beneath those characters are the rest of what what's known as the heavenly host, and we get a whole bunch of heavenly host language, and there's different terms to describe. So you get this idea of of you know three different questions: what is it, what is its rank, and what does it do. And so, terms that describe uh, the nature of what these beings like are, are ontological mm-hmm. terms. Terms that describe the status um, will be like uh, in, in their own little classification. And in, in, in other words, that describe what the what uh, what the function or the role of these beings are, or basically, what what do they do? What function do they serve in the spirit world, and how do they interact with our yeah. world? And so ontology tells you what a being is and so in the old testament you'll get terms like spirit you'll get heavenly ones you'll get stars you'll get holy ones you'll get gods or divine beings um but then you have the terms of hierarchy hierarchical terms are, are terms like host they're in the assembly they're in the council or the congregation they're in the assembled meeting or in the they're, they're in the court they're watchers or they're sons of god Well, what do they do, actually? Well, angels are ministers, you know, and so you get this, you know, watchers are overseers. Hosts are kind of like militant terms. Um, There's mediatorial roles, cherubim, seraphim, again, those guardians of the presence Mm -hmm. of God. And so these ideas are carried forth into your New Testament and so well what are they ontologically these type of beings are called spirits they're called heavenly ones they're called glorious ones lights holy ones and well what do those guys do and there you're given all these geographical rulership terms uh, they their rulers their principalities their powers their authorities their dominions their thrones their world rulers and so that kind of leads us to you know the sons of God uh, or the the divine council group And so the Divine Council Group is made up of the Sons of God tier. They're always identified in participation in Yahweh's heavenly council. And they would be hierarchical terms, like uh, they're in the assembly, um, or they are the council, or they are in the congregation, or on the mount of congregation. Uh, they're in, a, in an assembled meeting, or the court, like in Daniel, when it says the court set, mm-hmm. and the books were open, Same language that you'll hear in Revelation. And so we asked the question before, what do the members of this divine council do? And so they contribute to council resolutions. They bear witness and oversee God's decrees. They're assisting God's governance of the human world. They explain divine activity. They execute divine judgment. And all of these spirit beings image Yahweh in the spirit world while we image Yahweh here. So in Genesis 1:26, let us make mankind in our image after our likeness. Um, and the, the The underlying idea there is that those beings also are created in the image of God, and they are imaging him in the spirit world And so we'll get on why that is a little bit later. Um, And so what does it mean to image Yahweh? So we spoke about this in a previous podcast, but... Mm -hmm it's the status of representing Yahweh being his proxy, his advocate, his ambassador, the divine council that is expressed in language of the royal court. And so they are like him and so their governmental structure, you know, so you get this is where you're going to get later ideas as above, so, so below. below, so we we mimic the things that we see there. And so Yahweh is king, the king has a council, the council oversees Yahweh's administration, the administration has tiered levels. Each level has a rank, etc. And so the question is, well, what did Yahweh do? And so first, he creates the spiritual world with its inhabitants. um well, why do you think that? Well, uh, because when he completes the creation of the heavens and the earth, there's there's some beings that are already there, rejoicing at his handiwork. If you look at Job thirty-eight four through seven, it says, "Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth?" If we scroll down to verse seven, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. And so this is echoed in Genesis 1:26 where Yahweh always speaking to the divine council the sons of God referenced in Job and he's making the announcement hey guys I'm about to do something and so he's in Genesis 1:26 then God said let us make mankind in our own image after our likeness let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and over the livestock over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth if we go down and then. We get this idea that, you know, uh, when it goes to actual uh, when when creation is actually done, everything switches back to singular. So Mm -hmm. God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. And so this is an interesting piece because when you look at um, Adam and Eve and they've always been seen as the first people, right? So, uh, but this is Genesis one and Genesis chapter two, you're going to get more of that data. And so there's a question, it, it, are Adam and Eve, the two people that are discussed here because Um, There's this concept of if if God created the heavenly host and there's no procreation there, then he Mm -hmm. created a population, then why wouldn't he do the same thing down here? Why would everything have to link back to an original parent uh, couple? And so... Uh, and and that's a, that's going to be some interesting stuff later because what will what the idea that seems to pop out is this uh, concept of Adam and Eve seem to be they have a, a, a role right? or mm-hmm. a function as uh, they have a priestly role and so they're going to mediate knowledge and access of the true God to humanity and uh, that that's going to have its own connotations mm-hmm. right so. And so what what is he actually doing right well he's he's creating imagers that represent him uh, which will administer uh, the creation through his tutelage and so we see that you know what is he referring to so he's referring to beings that already exist and so and, and they seem to have his image and his likeness as well and so w- what does he want uh, what is what does God want to do with all of this stuff so God wants to you know he wants us to be a part of his Family, And so this family motif is going to carry forth from the very beginning to the end and the sons of God language, all this family terminology mm-hmm. um, it is going to carry from the Old Testament over to the New Testament straight through uh, Revelation. And so when we speak of family, there's two, two families there. There's the supernatural family, the spirit beings that inhabit the spirit world and its hierarchy, and then the natural world, our world, where um, we, we're engrafted into that family. Um, and so the spirit beings that image him in the spirit world and the embodied spirit beings that image him in the physical world. And so uh, the family business then is administering creation together under Yahweh's rule and tutelage. And so he brings creation from non-existence to existence, and most people think that's what the Genesis account is about, but Genesis doesn't start there. Mm -hmm. And so um, he brings it to a state of chaos, then non-order, order, and then someone seeds this idea of disorder into Yahweh's ordered realm. And so... Uh, up until that point, what does he want to do? He wants to partner with us to steward the creation as we uh, love and serve him and each other in a uh, reciprocal, perpetual relationship built around the character and nature of God. That's that's the main idea. And so the major points or themes that are going to pop out, God wants a heavenly and earthly family. God creates out of love. Love requires freedom. God uh, made mankind in his image and his likeness. Mankind is a caretaker of the reputation And character of God—that is our actual job. Mankind has the communicable attributes of God: will, knowledge, emotion, creativity, intelligence, rationality, freedom, sentience—and there's a whole laundry list of those that can be added. Mankind uses his God-given attributes freely to determine his own character, as Martin Luther King would say: "Don't judge me by the color of my skin, but by the content of my character." Mm -hmm. So Yahweh in Uh, the one who is existence itself, who created us in his image to be uh, in an everlasting loving relationship with Him, we have our these are prominent themes. We have our origin, identity, meaning, purpose, morality, and ultimate destiny. And so, origin because you know he, we're created by Yahweh. Our identity we're Yahweh's proxies, His representatives uh, from conception. Meaning, the, what what is the meaning of our lives? We're created to play a unique role in His family that only we could fill. The purpose to partner with Him, administering the creation maintaining his order, morality, upholding his character, destiny, destined to be with him, to dwell in his presence forever, which is limitless duration because none of us are infinite, so we only have duration. He keeps Mm -hmm. us in existence. And so enjoying him, his divine and earthly families under his rule, ruling the creation together forever. That, That was the original Goal, mm-hmm. and so the story that the Bible is trying to turn uh, or tell humanity is this idea that you know we, we've lost something, we we've lost our identity, and now we're bringing people back into the family, partnering with Yahweh to repeat the process, return estranged family members back to mm-hmm. back into the fold, so to speak. Like Jesus says, if you have ninety-nine sheep and one of them go astray, will you not lead the leave the ninety-nine and go find the one? And so now this becomes the task of the New Testament church to, To go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, teaching them everything that he commanded us, Mm -hmm. bringing, as he says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and no man can pluck them out of my hand. So um, our job is, as he says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men into myself. It's our job to partner with him, not only in this maintaining of his original order, but now to reclaim not only the nations, but Mm -hmm. his people out of those nations. And so these are major themes and they have all their backgrounding is very early on in the text. And so if, if we miss all that stuff there, yeah. there's no possible way we're going to grasp all of these major ideas later. Right. So and so we have more major concepts that pop up too. Uh, we get this family and identity concept. So obviously our identity is in, entailed in. And the purpose of which we were created, our origin is is with God. So that gives us our mission, which is our destiny. We have a a mission statement. There's things that we should be doing, and those things are tied to the destiny that God foresaw for us. And so God's original family, the spirit world that he created first, God's human family, our world that was created second, uh, you get these supernatural rebellions that take place that we kind of detailed last time. There was Mm -hmm. the Nakash, Adam, the Watchers, and then the, the sons of God that were placed over the nations of babel and this story is an epic supernatural story that you know the the text is trying to tell um so you get this uh this uh, kind of like the, the whole idea of it, that epic kind of gets lost if these major themes and ideas yeah, right. are looked over right now yeah because it it it'll, it, it just, um, it, especially if you read it with modern eyes, mm-hmm. not, not, you know, taking off the 21st century glasses, putting yourself as an ancient Israelite audience, and just partaking of what it is that they're actually trying to communicate to their audience. And so the next piece here is, you know, mankind still needs to learn things. And so... Um, let me back up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, so though God gives mankind things like he, he gives us His communicable attributes. He gives us the status of representing Him. Uh, he gives us the ability to produce life after our own kind, and He gives us dominion over our own domain. And and it's not like you know in Eden, you know um, that the Eden was everywhere. Eden was 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 localized, yeah. and so the job was to partner with Yahweh to make the rest of the world. Edenic. Yeah. Uh, and so mankind still needed to learn some things, and so we have an, like a distorted view that, you know, uh, maybe maybe evil was kind of like uh, crept into the picture uh, at at the fall of the Nakash, or evil kind of crept into the picture when mankind falls. And you're going to get all these theodicies to try to explain how evil, evil even got on mm-hmm. the timeline in the first place. And, and I think those concepts are going to be a little bit foreign from this early audience because they're not thinking in those terms. And so uh, because you get this other idea that mankind still needs to learn a lot of stuff in order for you to learn like um, basic things to build your character. There needs to be things that are contrary to the character nature Mm -hmm. of God for you to be able to select. Otherwise, um, you either have God programming people to be a certain way or there's no real aspect for them to grow in any any real Mm -hmm. sense. So that's the thing, right? You
0: get all the attribute and then you have to use that to build your own character, you know, and willingly choose what god wants you to do and do the right things rather than
1: yeah perfect so now this is why in the end in revelation every man is judged according to his works yeah. deserve mm-hmm. right so you go well, wait a minute Th- those that are found in christ their names are written in the book of life and they're and we're going to get on this covering idea because this is a, another huge piece um when when mankind falls they they're naked and they realize that they're naked mm-hmm. and why? Why is that even a big deal? Well, who cares? And why is that a part of the story? Well, that's an important piece that we're going to get to later. But we'll finish with this, yeah, yeah. a little bit of this backgrounding, right? So, uh, so even though mankind is, you know, he he shares the attributes of God, he's representing, he has the status of representing Yahweh. Uh, he has the ability to produce life after his own kind, and he's over his own domain. Mankind still needs to learn. And so, though he's created in the image of God, mankind still needs to learn love. He needs to learn all of these different things, right? So, there's a couple that we've noted here. For man to practice courageousness requires the situation to be brave. Mm-hmm. And he's been placed in a world where he's supposed to partner with Yahweh and, and, and overcome some things, right? So, you get this idea. Uh, living in an unfinished world that still has chaos, mm-hmm. non-order, some order, yep. right? and disorders if somebody's going against this plan uh, provides opportunities for mankind to overcome aspects of this life that grow and develop physically mentally spiritually under the tutelage and instruction of Yahweh. And then we're going to figure out what the fall really is when mankind, um, because it's always cast as this idea of like disobedience, yeah. um, it's really worse than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to So, do. I mean, I really like
0: to kind of compare it to a regular family, right? Yeah. So, if you get a son, let's say, uh-huh. you. You can, you know, make sure that they never get into any, you know, like mm-hmm. you you baby them and all that stuff, mm-hmm. or you let them make their mistakes, right. and then while doing that, you teach them, right? So then right, yeah. all of a sudden, now you're like, okay, next time you'll know, like you said, you know, if it comes to to learn, you develop your own. Okay, this is hot, don't right. touch this. This we'll do this. Right. This hurts, you uh-huh. know. Yeah.
1: And so you graduate that from that to like more important ideas, yeah. right? So like, um. Um, is, is How do you interact with other people that are outside exactly. your family? Because right. then, when you're outside of the family, then you represent us. There you, you go. Yeah, your father. Yeah. Say, yeah. And so now your father and mother figures are mediators of knowledge and access. Of, so they should be passing on Yahweh's knowledge, the mm-hmm. knowledge of him and his character yeah. to you, so that when you go, you can do the exact same mm-hmm. thing. And everybody else's family should be doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And so now, you know, all of these ideas are inherent in the minds of of the audience that are partaking of the story from this ancient world, right?
0: Yeah, because it's really simple if you put it that way, right? Yeah, Yeah. God creates us, and then we have to partner with, uh, you know, uh, let's say with another woman or whatever, and then do the same thing. (laughs) Bring the order to your house, create that Eden
1: there, and then... Right. multiply. The idea was, that's the Edenic mandate. Yeah. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it, right? Yeah. So um, that doesn't mean go out and be gardeners. That yeah. means uh, <laughs> you're you're going to take this concept of Eden and you're going to spread Yahweh's good rule over the creation and as mankind replenishes, multiplies and replenishes and, and they spread over the earth, the entire world becomes it, it's codified in this idea of sacred space. Yeah. Yahweh's presence is with them as they do those things Therefore, we're partnering with him to bring his good rule over the wor- over the domain that he's given us mm-hmm. as caretakers. Over. Yep. And so the next piece on here is, you know, for men to practice love requires opportunities to help those that don't deserve them. Everybody knows people that even we ourselves don't deserve love. And so um, living in an unfinished world that has the same things, chaos, non-order, order or some order and disorder provides opportunity for mankind to learn And be instructed by Yahweh of how to love properly. As we get into the New Testament, God is love, right? So you can't say that you love God and hate your brother, right? Mm -hmm. Because God is love. (laughs) You hate your brother, right? And so um, the next one is, for men to practice strength requires opportunities to be strong, which requires some type of resistance. Mm -hmm. Resistance on a whole lot of level to build character. We're not going to the gym. To build character, there's going to be things to make you choose between right and wrong. And so, living in an unfinished world that has chaos, non-order, or some order and disorder, mm-hmm. provides opportunities for mankind to learn fortitude and develop his character and strength as under the tutelage of Yahweh, who it was the one that is supposed to to be our mentor this entire step of the way. And so, we could go on with a thousand of these yeah. type of analogies, right? So. These opportunities to grow this is often understood you know people have come up with these um, phrases for how we should pray right so I asked God for strength but God gave me difficulties to make me strong mm-hmm. ask God for wisdom and God gave me problems to solve ask God for courage and God gave me dangers to overcome yeah. Ask God so these ideas are pitting one thing against the other because in in this thing that we're asking for like if you if you want to be a more loving person mm-hmm. it's easy as Jesus said like if you love those who love you what reward do you mm-hmm. have do not from the public the same, yeah. right? So, and, and this is why there's the, the command to love your enemies, because that's, that's, it's for us in a fallen state, that's unnatural. Mm-hmm. It's hard to love somebody that, that we consider our enemies, yeah. right? But we're commanded to mm-hmm. do that, right? Yeah, because imagine if imagine if God made everybody brave,
0: then just braveness <laughs> is like, you know, <laughs> as a thing, is useless, or right. not that useless, it just loses all its uh. It loses its meaning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, if they're all loving and all that stuff, then you're just a walking robot that's programmed a certain way yeah. but if you choose to love your like you said the enemy something that you know kind of goes against your nature of what it seems like right, but yeah. because that's the
1: right thing to do because you're instructed to do that that builds a character that so so we have the the instruction to be that right because n- not because of um um we're, we're, not because of some goal that that is that we're trying to reach through yeah. that but uh, think of it in terms of like um, people or oftentimes it's thought of like morality as kind of like something to be achieved this is like the this is poverty level this yeah. is <laughs> this is the ground <laughs> uh-huh. level this is how things should be you, you shouldn't get a reward for, for yeah, doing what's right that, not, that's yeah. the baseline mm-hmm. and then th- things that you do above and beyond that those are the things that are kind of like the 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 true mark of character Right, so um, so there's, there's a lot to say there and a lot to impact, but you know, it kind of gets us yeah, on the, this, this. We're getting over
0: 30 minutes already, but yeah,
1: yeah, that's fine. Uh, so we get to this idea of like, um, uh, the, this is the best of all possible worlds to get us to the best of all possible worlds. So God provides a best of all possible world scenario where you have these things like uh, chaos and non order, a little bit of order mixed in with some disorder, mm-hmm. um. And so this is to get us to the best of all possible worlds, a world where mankind uses the attributes that God has given him to do what is right or righteousness all the time Mm -hmm. without being coerced, (laughs) right? So there's no, um, you know, this idea of of sending people to hell and things like that. None of those concepts come from like a... Like if you don't do this type thing, then you know this is going to be the the, the punishment for that. As as the basis for which um, people should be righteous, it's always uh, you know um, this is going to be the in consequence if you don't choose because now there ha- there has to be a limitation yeah. a, a a limitation or hedges about the a total amount of evil that's mm-hmm. allowed to be committed yeah. that type of thing, right? Because so. again, the idea is you love
0: God, so you keep His commands, right? And um, if you love God you don't do any of the, the and yeah so if you love God you keep his commands then uh-huh. you're with him if you don't do that you don't keep his commands then absence of good all good which God is then is the hell right, uh, right. absence of all good you're not gonna you're right. not, you don't have any good all the goodness says <laughs> right. yeah. I never knew you yeah. you know depart from me right so now you're like okay yeah
1: uh, it, it's one of those like light um, uh, analogies right so like the darkness is not yeah. a thing the light you know the photon is the thing right so or cold is the absence of heat yeah here's has some cold right? mm-hmm. so uh, because he is what is good his character his nature to do those things which are contrary to that it is to sow this idea of disorder within his ordered world and these are major themes in the old testament it, they're not thinking binary like so binary like like we're kind of used to thinking about things like um and those ideas are going to carry a lot of weight in, in, in terms of the understanding of what the um the focus is in a lot of these stories um and to miss that misses the it misses a lot of the 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 richness mm-hmm. of, of the text right so Um, And and, uh, I think maybe this is a good place to stop because Mm -hmm. next we're going to get into um, the next piece of what Yahweh is going to do. This house versus a home story where when we think of Genesis, we're thinking about objects, physical objects being made. Like, you know, um, know, he he creates uh, the world and then, you know, first thing is is light. But, you know, he's going to create the sun, the moon and the stars and give them their role and their function. And then, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Mankind gets placed here. We're physical objects, but... The way that that story is cast, though it's cast in a physics type, um, um, I don't know, veneer, mm-hmm. the, none of that is in view. None of the physics of it is in view in terms of of what's actually being communicated. And when you pick up on on you know what they're really dropping, then it, the story just you know the, it it explodes with meaning and purpose and and a whole bunch of richness that before, if you just read it from like a 21st century view um it's it's um fairy tale it's fable it's uh, mythology yeah. it's, it has no relevance to anything um and, and that's that's the actual tragedy of it and so with that you know
0: um yeah i think this is a good spot to end <laughs> yeah. uh, again so we're, we're deciding to go a little bit shorter than yeah. the, our usual like hour or 30 minutes and uh seems like based on the um you know, the responses we're getting bad. They're split. People like long <laughs> and short. But numbers don't lie. And if we look at the analytics, yeah. it seems like right about 30 minutes is where everybody is uh, dropping off. Yeah. And the information is really good. You know, so right. like, for example, here too, and we want to make sure that everybody gets to see all of it. Right. Not yeah. that, you know, we start something good and then it's constantly going to be good. It doesn't drop off at the end. <laughs> yeah. So if people don't get to see that, we're yeah. like, we're like, okay, do we cover this again in the other one? Or, right. you know, so that's where we have this dilemma. That's why, we'll still probably go maybe somewhere between 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. And then uh, later on, maybe if we see the numbers picking up, maybe we can go <laughs> <Yeah>. longer format. <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> and
1: and that, you're, you're right. And so the, the idea was um, the data is good yeah. from start to finish. And a lot of it is needed to understand the next thing that we're going to exactly. talk about. And so if, if to get to, let's say, the last, I don't know, 10 minutes of the podcast, mm-hmm. which is almost at the hour mark, and 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 we've been building this entire time. If they missed the climax of that piece, mm-hmm. then moving into the next one, we would just keep doing these repeat sessions and I yeah. think that'll get kind of uh stale after mm-hmm. a while. Yeah.
0: Or yeah, even if you're now jumping into the new one, now you're like, Okay, here's an hour podcast, but I missed the other thirty minutes. <laughs> right. So now in your head you have to go back, watch another thirty minutes, right. come back to this hour one. So we decided to go a little bit shorter. Right. Um yeah, and that being said, thanks for watching all yeah. the way to here. You know Definitely, yeah. uh leave all the feedback back we see it you know um we appreciate it you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the iconic podcast
1: or uh the um iconic label.com hoodies hats mm t-shirts uh or package deals um other than that uh, follow us on all of our social media Mm -hmm. linktree who.b slash iconic and then highlights channel for mm-hmm. smaller digestible bites and check out our Instagram where we post even smaller uh, versions of, uh, or basically, uh, 30 to, uh, 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah. Just more one. like the real or like that TikTok size right, yeah. uh, stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah
0: and then, uh, another, like the easiest way you can support is by sharing it. That's like, right, seems yeah. like word them out is the best way to grow. Right. Usually like based again on the numbers, when we look at when there's a lot of shares, that's when the post gets, you know, right, viewed yeah. by newer people and stuff like that too but yeah. so yeah that's all being said thanks for yep. watching again thanks, thanks for, for watching for, guys we'll see you on the next one